piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Welcome back to the movies. Rye, how the hell are you? Wow. Uh, what's happening, Hoops? Well, right before we started, we were talking about Drake's dick again. Mm. So I thought we'd just like get right into that. And uh... Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Drake. <laughs> I'm here with my big floppy dick. Yeah, people online, uh, someone described it with the word gelatinous, which I you, thought was very funny. You know, it never gets all the way hard, but it's like 14 inches long, girl. My gelatinous di. It can just like go inside your body and like take any form that it needs to, kind of like how a rabbit can collapse its rib cage to get through a fence. It's That's a, how my di works. My di is a mutant in Marvel's new reboot of X Men. It can like Alex Mack itself under a doorway <laughs> and then come back together as this big giant snake looking thing. Yeah, man. my di Alex Macked under Millie Bobby Brown's door <laughs> when she was not of age, and that was inappropriate of my gelatinous di. That's how it that. gets by the paparazzi. It just goes into a goo and then goes under the door. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what's going on. <laughs> Love that you hit that right up top. Good for you. Good for you. We're back. And Drake's dick is still on our minds. It's big. And in our hearts. Him swinging it around. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like a... It's like a gif. Yeah. Or is it a video? It's like a little clip of him like laying back in some expensive-ass-looking bed, flopping it back and forth like a, like a pool noodle, really. Mm. Good for you. Hmm. Um, Ryan, did you watch the Super Bowl? Not a second of it, did you? Kid. I feel like you got roped in. Kid, I fucking roped myself in. I fucking love sports and I love movie trailers and commercials. Kid, the Dung Kings? <sighs> that was quite funny. There's a lot of Ben Affleck stuff this week. The Dung Kings, to me, actually, it got me into a Dunkin' Donuts. Kid. I went, I unironically went and got an iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Not, not the, the one on the commercial, but I went in there because I wanted to see if there was like a picture of Ben Affleck on the menu or something, and there was mm. nothing. They didn't even have, they had no promotional things of any kind. Yeah, I have may or may not have ordered two or three uh, Munchkin skewers, which is a Dunkin' <laughs> menu exclusive. I, I frequent Dunkin' on the way to work. and uh, What do you get, like a... I get bullshit like the munchkin skewer. I was going to say. They have decent breakfast sandwiches, I guess. Yeah, but those are a lot. I usually get like a muffin. That's an immediate diarrhea, though. Yeah. (laughs) That's a pipe clearer. I usually like to wait until later. That fake egg. You got to wait for that. Made out of like Drake's dick cheese. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the the commercials, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in like track suits, big bright orange Duncan track suits, which I guess you can buy online. They sold out really fast. Yeah, they were a very big hit. Mm. I don't know that we need them, but I do get a kick out of it. I mean, I'd wear it if someone like gave it to me, but right. I'd feel silly spending a real amount of money to be a Dun King. Mm. 
I think it's one of the better commercials that I've seen in a really long time. And I think that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon being in the news as much as they are with a movie on the horizon and Ben Affleck's back with J-Lo again. It's just like a... How you doing? Not that Ben really went away, but we're having a, a pretty serious Ben Affleck resurgence. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Mm. And yeah, it was... I liked it because it was very goofy. Yes. I felt like I was like, this is what I would like pitch for a commercial. I'd be like, how about like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? They're just like saying Boston stuff, just like being dumb asshole idiots. Maybe throw Tom Brady in there. What do you think? Greenlight? I think the character that they have Ben Affleck in throughout the duration of all the ads, the, like the Ice Spice ones, the Tom Brady, him in the car with Jack Harlow. Like if you watch the supercut of all of them, it's it's quite good. I forgot about that Jack Harlow collab. Mm. <clears throat> the Ice Spice one might be my favorite because it's just they're both on such different planets life-wise and like who they are and him just chatting with Ice Spice about munchkins like it got me good because it's just dumb and light and silly and fun. Mm. That, it's a great ad. It got me into a Dunkin' Donuts and I notably hate Dunkin' Donuts coffee and think it's garbage. I've heard you describe it as mop water. Yeah, it's literally as if you were a high school janitor and you emptied out a bucket into a cup and popped an ice cube in it. There you go. That's a Dunkin' coffee. Bloop. Boop. That's the ice cube plopping in there. Mop, mop, mop all day long. <laughs> uh, I'm a dunking. The severe Actually, beating of a high school janitor, folks, is what I was just doing, if I, you didn't catch it. I can't wait to see uh, them up on the wall of Dunkings. <laughs> well, like put right underneath the wall of Kings? Just a slightly smaller wall of just men who've been in Dunkin' Donuts commercials? <laughs> exactly what I was thinking, my guy. I'm open to it. That Jim Carrey with the shattered glass? Hmm. Oops. Folks, for those that don't know what Scott's talking about, I have a wall of photos of men behind me in the studio who are what we like to call kings. Yeah, I'll take a picture right now. We'll upload it to our social media for people who aren't in the know. Got Vin, John Candy, other proper legends behind you. I did a backwards peace sign, which is cool. what all the cool guys do. What about the other commercials? Did any other ones grab you? I haven't seen any because I didn't oh, watch. Yeah, and I didn't even, you know, you can go online and see the commercials. I didn't even do that, really. That is a pretty pathetic thing to do. Like, let me hop onto the internet and look up commercials. Like the real expensive ones. Mm. Fuck. I might have done it. Were there any good ones? Uh, I'm struggling to remember. Oh, my God. Uh, Mark Wahlberg did a commercial for Hallow, his prayer app wherein Ew. you stay prayed up. It was like him and some guy who looks like Jesus. He's like, hey, you want to pray with me and Jesus? And the guy's like, not me, the real Jesus. <laughs> and it's just like, holy shit. Here we are doing this, huh? Ben Affleck, or rather, Mark Wahlberg has hey. irons and all sorts of weird fires. Yeah. Like his strange clothing line. Yeah, I saw clothes and burgers. And I don't even do movies anymore. <laughs> I got a prayer app. He's not going to come out of retirement to do a movie until like Paramount Plus and Antoine Fuqua <laughs> offer him some sort of an awful dud where he's like a dad that's also a spy, but like has wings on the side. I got a new passion project where I'm playing Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. It's directed by Antoine. Uh, we just, we work so good together. He's made one good movie. <laughs> and I mean... Also, he was on the Today Show talking about Lent with ashes on his forehead, which I feel like he does every year. I feel like 
Do you think he gave up uh, saying the N-word and blinding Asian men for Lent? No, that's never Mm, far from his... Never uh, left him? No. Folks, Google Mark Wahlberg hate crimes while we're on the subject, if you're curious. Mm. He said that, like, I don't want to jam religion down anyone's throat. It's like you had an ad during the Super Bowl where... (laughs) Yeah. For your, like, prayer app. Yes, Uh, you do. Yeah, it's like kind of your thing now. And if you follow on Instagram, which I recommend if you don't, Mm-hmm. fans uh yeah it's nothing but like stay prayed up i'm outside this business hawking this do you remember jesus christ <laughs> it's, it's like i don't know i am not a religious person but i do have a relationship with god and i do Hawk. believe and i do pray that being said That's i would never cool... sorry go ahead no, uh, no. i would never actually do anything mark Wahlberg wants me to do is what i'm trying to say hey why the why the hell not that's a cool way to phrase that. I have a relationship with God. That's sick. Mm. I'm going to start saying that. I don't lo- particularly love the religion we were raised in, which is the Catholic Church, and that did, never mm. really worked for me, but I don't I think it would be kind of ignorant to say for sure definitively that there's no higher power. Mm. Is how I like to put it. Yeah, people were like firmly atheist. It's kind of like a could you? It's yeah. like enough. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's kind of a pick me stance where you want to it's sort of it's like people who you know like the the carnivore diet and they eat nothing but red meat it's like you're just doing something for optics mm. like you don't actually believe that there's no chance that there's a that there's a, a higher power that's silly yeah that's ignorant to say it's true Monty is hard as a rock <laughs> at this segment right now <laughs> Monty <clears throat> emailing some proof of god Mm. i'd like to leave through some particulars you know what there's proof of god that uh j-lo's new comeback album this is me now you mean the her the with the title track or the most popular track the greatest love story never told about having sex with ben affleck how you doing this song i'm back i saw a fact about this that wowed me this album debuted with 14,000 streams on Spotify, which became the lowest debuting album by any main pop artist in the history of the platform. That's funny. Yeah. History. And for people who are unaware, this is a new movie that just came to Amazon Prime called This Is Me Now, which I watched a bit of uh, over the weekend. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Pretty insanely. It's like her playing a version of herself talking to her therapist who's played by fat joe uh it's just her like talking about how tough it is being in love and being the most famous girl in the world he always has like this painted on beard does he have that in the movie (laughs) he does he looks insane yeah and he's not fat enough to go by fat joe anymore ben affleck plays like a newscaster in heavy makeup giving like a anti-woke news speech Truly Sounds terrible. In, truly insane movie on Amazon Prime right now featuring J-Lo. You notably saw, maybe two years ago, you went to see Marriage Story in the theater, if memory serves? Yes. Or no, you're thinking... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, marry Me. Mm. That'd be a great double bill, though. <laughs> Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story <laughs> and the J-Lo Owen Wilson romantic comedy Marry Me. How about we just combine them and it's Adam Driver <laughs> having a horrific divorce with J-Lo. J-Lo. J-Lo, I can't believe we fell in love at this concert. This is crazy. Him screaming and yelling and J-Lo's just sitting there. I don't know what to tell you, Adam. 
How you doing? I'm doing my best to be your wife. <laughs> I feel like I sound more like Rosie Perez. I'm like, they'd probably work together. I mean, he's very good. He could perhaps elevate her. Um, did you see that Madam Webb has 2,396 edits in mm-hmm. the final cut? <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Sure does. Yeah, I've heard nothing but wild things about this movie. Everyone online is like, it's a mad frenzy of yeah, insane editing and ADR <laughs> and like dumb dialogue and... I heard there's a male character in the movie who the actor's name escapes me, but almost all of his dialogue is ADR. Mm. Like, just everything. I'm getting real close to seeing this in the theater, probably later today. When I read uh, a TikTok article, or video rather, someone was saying it is the worst Marvel movie ever made by a large margin. Like, significantly worse than Eternals. Mm. Significantly worse than, what are the other ones that everyone shits on? Venom 2 and... Morbius. Right. People are saying it's worse than Morbius. Yeah. It's from the same writer duo, which I think is very funny. This guy's just like churning out some of the worst movies ever made. The people are just like, ugh. Yeah. The. I'm going to see it. Yeah. It's getting like a so bad it's good thing from a lot of people whose opinions I normally align with. I've heard one thing that worries me, though, is that it's very boring. Mm-hmm. So bad that it's funny, but very boring is the takeaway. Hopefully it's captivatingly boring. Mm. And you're just like, oh, wow, look at this. Look what's possible. Did you see that Christopher Nolan said that Marvel movies saved Hollywood because it got people to go to the theater after COVID? Mm. It's a weird take from him. Yeah, normally he's like shitting on superhero movies and Marvel movies. He's probably like playing it cool now that he's the guy and he's probably about to win best director at the oscars yeah he's like you know what i I like all pictures he's also saying he wants to make a horror movie so it's like he's humbling himself in a weird way yeah right before the oscars i saw that you know i love when a director makes something like outside their genre Mm. as they say i think a christopher nolan horror movie would be dope I think it'd be three and a half hours long with like <laughs> Killian Murphy in yeah. some sort of like a, a memory erasing <laughs> yeah. crime. A serial killer who uses time as their right. method of murder. I'm like, this could be sick. <laughs> Sybil Chris. meets stress to kill. Chris, let's talk. Yeah, we'll make the three <laughs> once and for all. <laughs> the three? It's fantastic. But, uh,. We'll see the Oscars. I think those are like next month in oh. March or sometime in March. I realize you can stream them for free on Hulu now, which I didn't realize. Mm. So we don't have to worry about like some sort of a strung together free trial of YouTube TV like we did last year. I did that once. You feel very silly when you watch an award show like on demand after it's already happened. <laughs> I remember watching and being like, what am I doing with oh, my life? <laughs> wait a minute. It's like insane. You can't watch it live on Hulu. Or you might be able to, but like, Oof. you know, they have it the next day. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, will I watch this even though it already happened? The, the Oscars gone? is only worth watching if you're, we're all on the, the thread texting and we all have it on together. Yeah. And you can like uh, live tweet, as they say, and be a real like son of a gun. Mm. The idea of watching the Oscars the next day pre-taped mm. and fast forwarding through certain parts seems utterly pointless. Depressing. <laughs> And not not to mention you'd have to avoid all social media because every single one of the awards would be spoiled. Mm. 
Um, did you see that they're also speaking of new movies with people? They're talking. Will Smith is talking about being in a movie about the Iraq War. New movies. Will Smith in Iraq. I wonder what that would sound like. Wow. I'm here in Afghanistan. I mean, Iraq. I already botched this bit. I am in a tent and it is really hot. And I am using my sweat from the sun as lube to have gay sex. <laughs> I had a feeling you might be up to something like that, Will. Will, who's going to co-star in this with you? Probably uh, me and uh, Jada. And I got nothing on this. I'm, I thought this would be way funnier than it is. Jada's going to be playing uh, G.I. Jane in this war picture. <laughs> Funny. Oh, that was a good callback. See, we saved it. He's back. Um, we look forward to Will returning to the silver screen. I think that, I don't know if I said this a few times, but he's probably going to have somewhat of a comeback in the sense that people might take him seriously again. Just... Maybe as uh, evidenced by the, the gay sex thing not hitting as hard this week. Mm. I don't know. Like that's, I think that we're kind of the He's, reading of the tea leaves here in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, could be. There's change in the air. Also, mm. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, back in the news. Again. Ben Affleck's next movie, titled Animals, they don't say what it's about, but it's going to star Matt Damon, and Jennifer Garner is in talks to join the cast. People unaware, Ben Affleck was married to Jennifer Garner for some time. They have several children together. I think that it's nice that they maintain a relationship. Mm. And the paparazzi loves to photograph every instance of their life. Paparazzi. That must be awful. Yeah. That really must be fucked up. And yeah, they've had some uh, tumultuous nature. Ben's had some ups and downs Mm. over the years. So uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of heartwarming. Like, oh. Maybe they'll be in a picture together. I think that there was a, like we've discussed before, there was definitely a time where it was in vogue to make fun of Ben Affleck and that always upset me and that's gone now. Mm. People take him very seriously again. I never subscribed to that. I was always on Team Ben. I always be like, I don't know, I think he's just kind of dope. Even when he was making like bullshit movies. (laughs) What's his worst movie? Geely? Probably. How you doing? We did do a pretty bad movie together. That was me then, and this is me now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. hes I feel like he's got something worse than that. Payback? Or I'm sorry, Paycheck? He's the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Phantoms is pretty bad. <laughs> um, Paycheck, I think, is really yes. bad. No, that might be it. Paycheck, that's probably the worst one. Because that's a John Woo movie, and that's when he was making like heaters, and that movie is just a big, fat dud. Reindeer Games, I enjoyed that, but it's not known critically as a success. Kind of a hot turkey. I remember Sinise being pretty dope in it. And I think Charlize Theron is fucking naked in it and shit. It's fucking fucking cool. Hmm. (laughs) But yeah, uh, hopefully... Is she? Yeah. I didn't think she got naked in anything. I guess she gets naked in young adult in like an unflattering way. She's naked in flattering ways and stuff. The, like, I can't think of... Ooh, that movie Atomic Blonde. I never saw Some that. stuff in that. There's... We're going to queue up Mr. Skin, and we're going <laughs> to... Ooh, Mr. Skin, come on down and just talk about all the women that get naked. <laughs> when you saw this uh, nude scene, did you get a boner, Mr. Skin? I, I Speaking of Howard, I listened 
to the Billy Joel interview from the other day in its entirety. Ooh. It was actually pretty good. But I'm still like a Howard apologist, despite all the negative press, or not necessarily press, but we've sort of soured on him yeah. as a squad. Even, I still throw it on. Uh, Sirius threw me a three-month free trial, so I'm like, all right, I'll give this a go again. Free trial, kid is back. Sirius will do just about anything for subscribers. I just, yeah. I've been on a pattern for the last half a decade where I call them every year when I'm about to renew and they put a big price tag on the yearly subscription. I call them up and I go, I'm going to leave. I'm not paying this. Mm. And then they go, well, what about instead of $40 a month, we do it for seven. And then I go sold. And then I pay for the year and then we reset again a year later. They, I've noticed a lot more places doing that. When I'm canceling stuff lately, they're like, wait a second. What if we like just try a desperate grab to keep you on board and i'm usually like fuck okay that's like a way better thing i'll do that it makes me kind of angry when i pay for something and then i get an ad like every now and then there'll be a streamer that i've already paid for and i'll get an ad and it'll be like four dollars for the rest of your life and it just infuriates me thinking well i'm paying full price for this Mm. or if I'm going to leave and I've been pay- I want to leave and I'm going to pay for something and then they offer me a drastic price cut to my in my head I'm like even with this price cut you're still making a profit here so fuck you that that wasn't an option to begin with fuck you as we mentioned a few weeks ago fuck you mm. I started paying $49 for the year for stars <laughs> that's too much that's probably yeah <laughs> I looked through there's there's nothing on there the season of this season of Hightown was great, though. That forty nine is going directly to fifty cent. <laughs> He's just like the CFO over there. Suddenly, he put out like a couple of Instagram videos shitting on stars, and then within <laughs> minutes, it was gone. Like he like had already turned the tide back to promoting stars. So I wonder how they smoothed that over. Speaking of Instagram follows, you gotta follow Fitty. <laughs> man, I fucking post crazy shit all fucking day. His, he is a really good Instagram follow. He's a fun yeah. troll. He is. Most of the things that he posts have at least a few laughs. 50, it's great to see you. Uh, what do you think about Drake's penis? Shit, man. This fucking shit's fucking gelatinous and pathetic. Do you have a bigger penis than Drake, 50? Shit, man. Fucking course I do, you fucking bitch. Shit. What if, um, what if you and Drake did a song together about your big penises? What would it be called? Fucking. It'd be called fucking. And I'd be like, shit, man. <laughs> shit. That's nice. Wait, I, I gotta go. Shit, man. All right. Hey, 50, it's always great to see you. And um, you can come back and take it out for the sports corner in a few. He was in a rush. Stars has him busy. He's working on like season 18 of BMF. <laughs> You're like, what is BMF? Where's that one even coming from? That's outside of the Book of Power? I believe it is. And I saw some like TikTok of various Power cast members like <laughs> making like on the nose jokes about BMF. Like there's like a fake promotion based beef going on, like them making jokes about the other stars shows. And it's like they oh, have their own little universe there. I mean, they're being coached by Fiddy. Mm. We need some black listeners to call in and let us know, like, because I watched every episode of Power. I couldn't get into any of the books that, mm. like, after the, like, the, the book of Tommy, that one might be kind of good. I have to try it. But the one, the first one that came out, I watched all of it. And then I think it was, a, which I believe was the book of Ghost. And huh. then one or two others, uh, the book of I Caught a Ghost. <laughs> no, they're, they're just, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I'm not there. The book of Saw? That one mm. grabbed you. Yes. Hello. 
Um, shit, man. They're filming the second season or the next season. Is it the second? Yeah, of The Last of Us in Canada. Ooh. Are we that? Last of Us guys? No, I didn't get into it. And I... JoJo just roared in. Hey, Joe. I... Yeah, it wasn't for me. I'm like tired of zombies. Mm. It's based on a video game and tired of Pedro Pascal. I just like let it come and go. You want to know a thing that I really don't like? When people do those side-by-sides of the video game cutscenes with the actual show. Mm. And they show like how well they did it. And it's also like, look how good the video game looks. And I just, for some reason, that bothers me. I get that. It is annoying. Mm. Where you're just like, why'd they even do this? Just play the video game. Yeah. I I think The Last of Us got very, very popular, very, very fast. And it's one of those, I'm sure it'll do well. I've said this a million times about a million different things that the second mm-hmm. or third seasons are not necessary and they're going to fail. And I'm, I, I'm not going to say that about this, but I'm very tired of Pedro Pascal. Mm. I'm, I just, I think like he did that Nicolas Cage movie. I, I just... He's in too much. He also just got cast as uh, the lead in the Fantastic Four, that Marvel reboot that they've been trying to make work for like a decade. They're so, taking another shot at that. I forgot about that. Who's even in that besides him? Do you remember? Vanessa Kirby, who's that okay. blonde babe from Mission Impossible yeah, yeah. and Hobbs and Shaw. Um, uh, the guy from The Bear who plays Cousin. Eben Moss? Yes. He's, he's playing, a superhero? He's playing The Thing. The guy who gets turned into like the big orange rock guy. Okay. Behind. He's going to be doing bear bits. Huh. I'm a hack. The uh, bear season three is filming too. Ooh. He's, he's a busy boy. Yeah. And who's the other one? The kid from Stranger Things who had like... <laughs> I'm Johnny Blaze. Who was last... Uh, who was the new kid last season. The oh. handsome one? The Australian guy? Maybe he had like longish hair. Yeah. Yeah. Who like all the women liked and he was at the pool like strutting around in his underwear. No. Some other one. Joe Another Keery? one you mean. No. Fuck. Some oh, like the, new guy. Got it. The the metal guy. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. I guess he's uh gonna be Johnny Sounds Blaze. awful, to be honest. Yeah, like it's the first one tanked. Did it not? The one with Chris Evans as Johnny Blaze, and then they just spun it back around like he's Captain America now. Oops. They made two. That was like before the Brazilian superhero yeah. movies. They were like early, and that was before the MCU. That that was like when they were making the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. So I think they did well, but they're shitty, and no yeah. one ever talks about them. Like they're hated movies. The funny part is, is movies like, for example, like Chris Evans being Johnny Blaze and then getting to be Captain America, and also Ryan Reynolds as the Green Lantern, and then getting to be Deadpool. Like, Oh, hey. How do you get so many at-bats? <sighs> hey, did you see my uh, Super Bowl ad? I was being real fun and quirky. I saw that article that I sent to the team yesterday. Joe, you got to stop. She's going to knock that over. This, so, you can't do this every week. For those that can't tell, because there's no video here, my cat, comes, my cat Joe comes down every fucking week, and she's just... All right, now I'm going to hold you tight. It's fucked up because she's so cute, but she's being so disruptive. She's going to fuck up the whole show. You're going to fuck up the whole program. Um, what was I going to say? I don't even remember what I was saying now. It. Uh, Fantastic Four. 
Oh, no. They, they saw an article about it was a picture of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, who's his wife. And it said 17 times Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively expertly trolled each other. And I thought, like, I'd rather be in a concentration camp than read that article. Yeah. It's probably like, number one, the time they did a Mint Mobile ad together. <laughs> Such a sick troll. Every single thing in there is promotional. Yeah. I'm just going to move her one sec. I yeah to me the the Ryan Reynolds breaking the fourth wall meta thing was hey. I I I must admit I got a kick out of it initially. I thought it was mm. fun. And then that became his whole thing. Yeah. Talking to the camera. Like in the new Deadpool speaking of trailers in the Super Bowl, the new Deadpool trailer I have a reveal but I'm going to say this first. It annoyed the shit out of me when he mentions Disney and it's like, oh, he's the big star, so he gets to take a shot at the company. He's the like you know, like he's so cool. He's the rebellious dude. Yeah. And it's a big multiverse movie. It's him like like, hey, like the uh, I don't even want to explain it, but it's just gonna have like any character from any of these movies over the past twenty years and he's gonna be like, Oh, like this version of this guy's here. We're having wacky fun. It I have looks, a reveal, though. It looks horrible. Yes, I think I might know what this is. Say it. I liked the trailer, and I want to see it. Fuck. We were afraid of this. I'm so ashamed. I felt sick to my stomach, but I was, like, invested in the trailer. Fuck. Invested? Yeah. Like, in a Mint Mobile type will, way? <laughs> will you see Deadpool 3 with me in the theater? Of course I will. I'll see anything. That's but good. I'm going to be all upset, and I'm going to... Fucking probably hate it. Monty and I saw Deadpool 2 in the theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, back when he lived there, and I was visiting him. And it was one of the funniest co-theater experiences. We were in the very back row, and this big fat guy came and sat near us with like an obscene amount of food. And you've probably heard this story. Hmm. The guy, for those that haven't, the guy finished, I'd say 10,000 calories of like candy and cookies and like you name it. I think he, he I think he had nachos, popcorn and candy if memory serves. Finished everything. Big soda at a boy. Then he fell asleep. Oh, midway through the film and snored so loudly that we heard him halfway down the aisle. He then snored himself awake, looked around, got up, left all of his trash and just <laughs> left the movie with probably 25 minutes to go. Sounds like the coolest guy who's ever lived. I actually followed him into the lobby and got his autograph because that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, Thanks, buddy. Fuck. And that guy was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> hey, I'm on a bit of a bulk between the Deadpool movies. I'm going to lose all the weight, though. But yeah, and this one's called Deadpool and Wolverine. They're really leaning in on the, the fact that Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine in this movie. And just that's annoying. There's going to be so many jokes like... Like, yeah, they made a whole movie where they killed this character off. Now he's back, like, on a fucking road trip with me. Mm. Were they at odds in the last one? I can't remember. I guess it's a thing, like, in the comics or whatever with those characters. And so it's maybe important to some more diehard comic book fans, but I don't know. It's like, do people like watching Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman bounce off each other? Hugh Jackman's gay, right? I think... Don't think so. I think he gets that a lot because he's in musicals and uh, is what are, he has some other sort of thing. His wife isn't very attractive, and now he's divorced in yes. his fifties. Yes, yeah. I mean, any guy that marries a woman that's less, any really good-looking guy that marries a just okay or a not attractive woman, everyone thinks they're gay. I wonder if Hugh Jackman ever did a movie with Will Smith if something would happen on the set. Wow, Hugh, <laughs> I know that 
Typically, you are a bottom, but tonight I'm going to let you top me. Wow. My open ass is here for the taking. Wow. That is. Fill me up with your goo. And Hugh would take off his greatest showman hat and. And oblige think, Will Smith. Do you think Beautiful. that Hugh Jackman would use a condom having sex with Will Smith, or do you think he'd go right in? Like, good day, mate. <laughs> I don't have time for for condoms. Fucking him, just like smashing a sink with a hammer. I'm picturing like that's a scene from Prisoners. If you, mm. folks, if you haven't seen Prisoners, it's a goo one. I believe it's on Netflix. Terrence Howard's crying behind me. I'm like I, my tiny di Will Smith rejected me. Australia. Will. Is this the second week in a row we've talked about Terrence Howard having a tiny penis? I think it is. Let's make it a weekly tradition. Mm. Like we, how we brought up Black Hat like eight weeks in a row? <laughs> yes. That's I mean, the new thing. Restart that tradition as well. What if uh, the entire cast of Black Hat was on Family Guy? Hmm. I mean, it would be a perfect universe. <laughs> Who are these characters? <laughs> what is Black Hat? I don't even remember. Oh, Peter, remember when you got that computer out in the garage? <laughs> Do you even know how to turn it on? Chris Hemsworth is not believable <laughs> as a computer hacker. What the deuce? He's too in shape. <laughs> I don't think Chris Hemsworth's Hemsworth is believable in anything outside of Thor. Oh, shit. Him in that, like, spider... That, the, whatever the movie Spider Island where he's like a weird tech guy mm. with Miles Teller I forgot about that although I don't hate those Netflix movies Extraction they're just mm. like dumb action movies where he's just like shooting everyone on earth they're kind of John Wick rip offs those are decent I remember not enjoying Extraction but I understand why someone else might I'm just mm. going to say the classy high road response which is that it was not for me that's complete glass mm. I like it Whenever I say that about anything, I feel really good about myself because I'm so used to just being the guy who's like, I hated it. It stinks. Mm. Which it's easy to do. It's very classy to not do that. Mm. That's why I'm going to see Madam Web and my entire review is just going to be like, for me, I loved it. It was mm. perfect and flawless. Speaking of things that'll be for us, did you notice that Lena Dunham is going to be making a movie about the Holocaust? <laughs> not only is it about to come out, I've seen some reviews of it at some film festival people hate it <laughs> it's her and that guy Stephen fry who's like <laughs> a, a disliked british sidecar who i think i like mildly canceled at some point allegedly i might just be making that up but yeah this movie is a holocaust dramedy is uh, how it was just nothing described. funny about the holocaust if i'm being if i'm gonna break the fourth wall and not be a Ooh. fucked up idiot there's nothing funny about the holocaust it's a tough uh, needle to thread. Mm. That movie Life is Beautiful did it, and I don't think anything else has really attempted it to any success in ever. I think Lena Dunham has gained about... Con, uh, Codpiece actually sent us this article and said this in so many words. She's gained about 200 pounds since the sixth season of Girls Wrapped. A cool 200. She looks awful. I'm looking forward to this. She's looked better. Yeah. I will say. I'm still a fan, though. I think she's no. awesome. And I think it, she's in that category with like Amy Schumer, Roseanne Hi. Barr, just like moderately or severely unattractive, heavy set women who are very funny mm. and do like a good thing at some point in Hollywood and get applauded for it. And then everyone, I think people are in general, if a woman is in Hollywood and she's not super attractive, 
If she does anything in a comedic sense, they'll get a kick out of it, but they're waiting to cancel them or to give up on them at the drop of a hat. Mm. Amy Schumer was Hollywood's darling, and she got a little maybe overexposed, but everybody turned on her hard. Yeah. And she's still funny. It's what happens with most people. Like She was just too out there. Yeah. She went from like nothing to like, wow, she's like leading all these movies. Yeah. She was like in every commercial. And now she's in a better pocket. She's just on that Hulu show that nobody on earth besides us watched. Life and Beth, actually. The second season came out this week. I'm looking forward to it. That's such a generic title. I hate that title. Well, it reminded me of that Aubrey Plaza movie where the guy's marrying or dating a dead woman. Life yes. after Beth. Yeah, there's so many movies and there's like love and death or like life and they've done so much with like shoehorning a name into love and death or life and death it's just it's it's overdone uh i haven't seen season two have you been enjoying it we didn't put it on yet actually we're in the midst of the bachelor season 28 Mm. um vanderpump rules season 11 has i'll talk about this in reviews if if we really want to but it's honestly like some of the best television i've ever fucking seen (laughs) To cackle like 10 out of 10 across the board wow like, it's up there with the halo show oh which uh yes has returned to much fanfare with a zero percent on rotten tomatoes are we in the cod corner i think we are we're doing a lot of cod fan service so let's just talk about like subarus and uh diane keaton and all the other stuff that he enjoys for the duration of the show i love diane keaton I do think it's very funny that he's watching the Halo show. I'm not even positive that he's watching it. He'll like chime into the thread and be like, eh, season two of Halo is really heating up. I think that he's like, probably what? trolling us. I don't yeah. believe that anybody's sitting through the season two premiere of the Halo show on Paramount+. Plus. Halo, <laughs> it's a show I almost feel bad for. Yeah. I'm like, it's just way too late. And they're probably putting so much money and time and thought into it. Just everybody on Earth is just like, we moved on. A Halo TV? What are you doing? They, the haven't, they haven't even had a Halo game in like seven years. Yes. Or or actually, I think did they, they did, but it was free and people don't, I don't even think people play it anymore. It's like think. one of those ones where you're like, if you're paying the $18 a month for like Xbox Plus, yeah. you can play it like streamed and you have to like go into that like side. Exactly <laughs> all this. For yes. Xbox guys, we're in the Xbox corner, folks. <laughs> I, I figured that I own GTA for the while we're in the Xbox corner, I'll say I own GTA five on disc for my Xbox one. I now Ooh. or an Xbox, whatever Xbox one, I guess. Yeah. Physical I now media. have the new Xbox. I put it in there and it wouldn't let me play it at first. And it was saying like, it's not in the cloud or something. It just, huh. whatever Xbox and Microsoft and Bungie and all the gaming companies have done with this Xbox is a nightmare. Yeah. The layout is, a, is just an absolute disaster. And they fucked up the title of it. I feel like no one knows what the new one is. The new one's called Xbox Series X. And the last one was called like Xbox One. Call it Xbox Two. And yeah, there's it's a whole thing. I don't even really like it, I must admit. Lucy asked me what I want for Christmas. She has no she had no idea what to get me. And I didn't really know what I wanted either, but I was like, Well, I know I can get something. And I was like, I don't know, an Xbox? Mm. And the Diablo package? And a, red, and a red second player controller. So she got me all those things and I was pumped. And they arrived early and I set it up on like December 10th. And I ran down here and then like 16 hours later after everything had updated and installed, I started this Diablo thing. I played for a few days and I was like, I'm never going to play this again, ever. But mm. now it's like, I guess I can use it as a DVD player. 
That was a fun game. We played that like as a team for a bit. Mm. Diablo guys. They'll probably turn Diablo into a movie this year while they're making all these video game adaptations. Who would play Diablo? Like Will Smith? Haha. <laughs> I'm a level 36 paladin. And wow. <laughs> I think. So. Wow. The devil's penis is made out of fire, and we are having gay sex, and it is really hot. Damn. Pun intended. <laughs> Fucking. Um, bu- 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 did you see the inventor of the Pop Tart, William Post, is dead? <laughs> is that funny with that stupid Jerry Seinfeld project on its way? Dedicated to the memory of Mr. Tart, or whatever his name is. William Post! Kid. Do you think William Post killed himself when he heard this movie was coming out? I hope it's like Post Malone's father. Like, shit, man, my fucking dad invented the Pop-Tart. I'm so emotional about his passing. I'm going to write an album about it. While I'm on Ozempic and just, like, having a goo. Post Malone, I enjoy his music a lot, and he seems like a really nice guy, but I find him sometimes difficult to look at. I saw a photo of, he's, I guess he's in the new Roadhouse movie, or he's on the soundtrack or something, because I saw a picture of him next to, like, a clearly like on steroids and like working out three hours a day dehydrated jake gyllenhaal with like 46 abs visible and they're both shirtless and post malone's covered in tattoos with just kind of like a droopy like who gives a shit body mm. and it's just funny this the juxtapositioning of the two of them and i find that post he's a guy that i don't know what to make of him like is he like the most unhealthy guy on earth or does he just have a lot of face tattoos and smoke butts like is he going to be dead at 40 or like is he going to be the type of person that has like an ease into retirement? Ooh. You know, like Bob Seger second act career where he's doing like acoustic tours. Like, I don't know mm. what to make of him. Is he super talented or not? I don't really understand Post. I'm, I'm in. I, I like I'm, him. I think I'm in. Yeah. I think he's got the stuff. Even though if someone asked like what stuff, I'd be like, I don't know. But I'm just kind of in. There's something about him. I can't put my finger on it. And I think that generation of celebrity is a lot of that, where it's there's something about them that you just can't, you can't pin them down, you can't put them in a box. It's like you'd like to say, oh, he's a SoundCloud rapper, he's got shitty face tattoos, but like there's more to it than that. And he's actually kind of interesting when you hear him on interviews. He looks like he smells terrible, though. He does. Like he sleeps on a futon in a basement with like a bunch of cigarette butts as blinds. <laughs> yeah, as as we do. Mm. Um, Sylvester Stallone said that if there were going to be another Rambo, he'd like it to be Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I was thinking uh, we're going to reboot Rambo. That's a no doubt. I think it should be Gosling. Hey, Sly, maybe we let Rambo just relax. You made three of them in your 70s, and people don't want to see another one. Are you bringing any weapons? I really love that the last one he made was called Rambo Last Blood. I think that's like one of the iciest <laughs> titles in movie history. People who are unaware, uh, the first Rambo movie is called First Blood. And then there's like a, what, a First Blood part one and two and three. And then he did, uh, what's the, are you bringing any weapons one? That's just, didn't they do one that was just Rambo? Yes. Yeah. That was the fourth one. Got it. Which I didn't hate. The end sequence where he shoots like maybe 4,000 people <laughs> with a big gun that's on the back of a truck is quite icy. I'm a big Stallone guy. When this is a spoiler, in the new Expendables movie, they kill him off really quickly after him not really even doing any fighting or killing, and they just get rid of him. And it made me mad, and it made me not want to finish the fucking movie. 
Mm. I'm also a fan of the the Paramount Plus show, The Tulsa King. I've watched every episode of that too. I kind of dug that too. I forgot about that because all these streaming shows are like not real. Mm. They just fade from existence uh, the weekend after they're new. I think it's just like a fun, dumb guy show. Mm. And it was like they gave it to Taylor Sheridan when he was like white magma hot on television and couldn't miss. And then like a shitty ass season of Yellowstone came out. 1883 flopped, 1923 flopped, and then like here we are with the Tulsa King and no one's taking it seriously. They should have just replaced Kevin Costner's character with Stallone on Yellowstone. Just no questions asked. Him just like, I'm John Dutton now. Here's my hat. I'm running this town. I'm like the mayor or whatever happens on this show. (laughs) Are you, you didn't even finish the first season of Yellowstone, did you? That's a shame. I I gave it an honest effort. It just nothing grabbed me except for that redheaded babe who I thought was fun, and Cole House. It was all right. Would you like to put your mouth on her boobs? Fucking, because I sure would. Fucking maybe. Huh? Am I right? Fucking, all my boob guys out there. Fucking ah. This is like the the cool the, the guy corner. You know. Fucking, we're in come the, on down. We're in the boob corner. <laughs> It's fucking sick down here. We are in our 40s, uh, <laughs> fucking, for those that don't remember. Fucking no. Fucking. You might not be yet. You're close. <laughs> you're going to be, what, 39 in May? Fucking maybe. My man. Fucking. A couple of grown men talking about <laughs> boobs like we're on the baseball bus in the sixth grade. <laughs> fucking we're on the baseball bus. <laughs> Thinking about baseball to not have a boner. Um, let's see. Can I take you to the sports corner? Speaking of baseball and boners. I would love that. All right. Should I do, I think I'm going to switch the music to the NFL and Fox music unless anyone has an issue with it. <laughs> Is that something that like, would we throw off Monty's routine? No. I, I welcome it. Hit me. All right, men. Oh. It's thunderous. Um, My dick's out and It's I'm... the anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's death. Ooh. He died in 2002. Can't believe they never made a good Dale Earnhardt movie. And uh, marathon world record holder Kelvin Kiptum died in a car accident. And uh, Alicia Keys' voice cracked during her halfway t- half half time show at the Super Bowl. Ooh. Um, I thought she was looking quite fuggin' during that halftime performance. Did you see any of that intel? Put them away, men. I'm out of here. I'm not putting it away. I'm still thinking about Alicia Keys. I didn't and- see it. My dick will be out for the rest of the Did, program. I heard they edited out the voice crack. Ooh. I don't remember hearing one, yeah. but I also was barely paying attention. I was mainly thinking about the fact that Usher is enough of a big deal to get the coveted Super Bowl halftime slot. He is going to be a, on a big... I don't know if it's worldwide, but it's definitely American tour. He's coming to the garden and I, several people, clients and stuff are saying that they've already gotten tickets. So whatever he's doing, it must be working. I guess this is one of those things I'm just like way off on. In my head, I'm like, no one has even listened to Usher in a decade. And even if they did, it was like as a goof. I but think, I'm learning like Usher's yeah. dope. People like Usher. I don't know. I think we're in the minority for not recognizing the fact that Usher is not only remained relevant, but is having somewhat of a resurgence as well. Even more so. so, that is. I find it shocking, but impressive. Yeah. I mean, Usher. Guy's got staying power. Proud of you, bud. Last thing I remember about Usher is like 
seven years ago when he was in the news for having sex with all those fat girls and giving them like a green <laughs> discharge out of their vaginas. Yeah, that was like my last memory of Usher. And then all of a sudden it's like he's fucking doing the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm like, huh? He's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. He looks 25 and he's jacked with abs and everybody forgot about the green goo. Yeah, he must have a hell of a publicist or agent, whatever yeah. the hell. Cause... We need to hire whoever's working for Usher to promote us. Yes. And usher us into the rarefied air that mm. he finds himself in. I feel like we're going to be, I don't know, we'll probably get the person who works for the show, The Fall from the House of Usher. Hmm. <laughs> and they'll, is that like a Stephen King adaptation? That was something. Yeah, that, yeah, that new Mike Flanagan show. There it is. I guess I that did. would be a Netflix PR team, so that might be decent, so the joke doesn't work at all. Great. I think it's funny. I saw someone tweet uh, during the Super Bowl, like, like, proud of Usher for being there so soon after the fall of his entire house or something mm. like that. I'm not even the only one to have that bit. That's good. At least I'm not alone on, yeah. this, on this hill I'm dying on here. I'm in on it. Did you see that Donald Trump went to the Philadelphia Sneaker Con to promote his $400 sneakers? Uh, they're called the Never Surrenders. The Never Surrenders are so terrific. Usher's no good. I can't believe Usher got that fucking Super Bowl halftime spot. Uh, are the shoes fire? No, they're, a, they're very ugly. As a shoe head, what was your reaction to seeing these gold shoes with like American flags on the fucking lip? Or uh, the tongue. Uh, yes. I myself had a, a pretty mixed reaction. My first thought was it was a bit. And then I realized it was on all the sneaker blogs. And then I realized that he really was there. And he really is promoting these shoes. And then I thought, should I buy a pair as a bit? Or like maybe as like a literal investment for when, you know, either he disappears or dies or like there's no way they're not going to go up in value just because there's only so many of them. Mm. I don't know. Um, they're very fucking ugly, though. They're like a shiny gold. Um, and I like gold jewelry, I guess. But like I wouldn't necessarily wear the color gold in any capacity, like especially as a shoe. I love gold. What if uh, Donald Trump was in the third Austin Powers movie? Very shagadelic, very terrific. Gold member, he eats flakes of his own skin. He loves gold. He's a great guy. Mm. He's one of my favorite guys. We love him. This is the second week in a row, by the way, that I haven't been able to find the Austin Powers music, and I'm pretty sure it's just not on my list anymore. So instead, I'm going to just do... The Eric Clapton music that I used to talk about when people die. I saw Austin Powers. I was like, I wish I had a mini me. I want a little <laughs> mini Donald to have a goo with. I think that'd be fun. Maybe one day. His son is like 6'8". Yes, he's the opposite of a mini me. He's like a mini tall or a tall me. I, I need a mini one. Um, imagine if we turned the show into just like daily show style political satire, but with the amount of information we have with no research, would that be funny? Would that work for an hour and a half? I think it would. Comedy Central's considering that. They're going to have Jon Stewart host on Mondays, and then they're going to have us host <laughs> Tuesday through Friday. And then Trevor Noah can do like the intermission. Yeah. Great. I'm sold. Um, I think that's all the news that I have. Do you have anything else? I think that's about oh uh Todd Salons. Ooh. Got a new movie greenlit called Love Child, which will star Elizabeth Olsen and Charles Melton. Charles Melton was the guy who was in May December, that uh Natalie yes. Portman, Julianne Moore movie. He was good as like the guy who got married to a teacher young and he was all fucked up about it. 
Interesting. And What's okay? This film follows a woman stuck in a loveless marriage, but when a handsome stranger appears, her 11-year-old son hatches a plan to get rid of his father. And for people who don't know Todd Salon's movies, they're really fucked up. Recommend Happiness mm. and palindromes what are the other ones? welcome to uh the dollhouse dark horse life during wartime storytelling um like really fucked up really movies. fucked up like just like social commentaries like I, i've mentioned happiness numerous times it's on youtube if you want to stream it with no commercials otherwise you got to buy it on dvd because no one is streaming it anywhere happiness is the best one like, yeah. watch that one happiness is a can. lot of fun and it's fucked up and it's i have a poster of it right over my shoulder and I love Elizabeth Olsen is like, you know, famous from playing Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies. Um, um, her. Her. And I love the idea of her like using her star power to star in a Todd Salons movie. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's, that's a, very a cool one move. for me kind of move. Yeah. And I got a good feeling about that. Me too. I've, I've enjoyed everything he's ever done. So let's go. He's back. You want to take a little break? I'm going to pee my pants, and then uh, we come back and we can talk about... I mean, the stuff on my docket is... The Traders on Peacock with Alan Cumming. Ooh. <laughs> God damn. I had a snow day last week, and I watched like a ton of stuff. Awesome. And yeah, that'll be the tease. A lot That's of goofy right. stuff. Vanderpump Rules stuff, too. That's the other tease. In. Be right back. In. Sunday, everybody. Stay prayed out for a Sunday of Lent. Praise God. Ralph Wiggum and we are here <laughs> promoting the Hallow app. Hey, how you doing? It's me. Oh, Drake. I'm back with my big dick. <laughs> how you doing? This is basically just the common impression slowed down a little bit. That's right. It's it's just as cool. Folks, we're back. And should I talk about my snow day movies? Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. Right up top? Uh let's do it, yeah. I had a classic snow day, a like you used to have, you know, like when you'd uh, get the day home from school. We had the day off work, even though it barely snowed. And I jumped at the opportunity to watch a bunch of turkeys. I hadn't had a turkey day in so long. How many did you get? Like four. A th- a more than two movie day is always awesome. Yeah. You're like, we're in it now. Four is in- the most I've ever done probably is six, maybe yeah. five or six. We started with Snow Day, which I thought was very apropos. The mm. early 2000s uh, Josh Peck, Chris Elliott vehicle. Have you seen that? This felt I, like a movie that you'd be familiar with. I was going to say, I feel like it's in my head as if I've seen it, but I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. Like, I didn't even remember that friend of the show, Josh Peck, was in it. Yeah. It was a big movie for Dan. He was like, oh, you've never seen this? Which is, it's normally me being like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. I think that was more like... My, our brother's generation or like whatever like because Dan's a little younger so like, mm. I think we were at the, I think we were probably 17 when that movie came out yeah we were like this. we fucking watch cool movies now we, we don't have time t- for we were too busy seeing Frequency in the theaters in Kingston <laughs> we didn't have time for this like, but yeah it uh, was charming and enjoyable 
It was a good, like, cheesy fucking snow day movie. What happens? Like a bunch of young boys get a snow day together, and then there's an older boy, and things go sideways? (laughs) Exactly. Chris Elliott has... uh, it gets into Todd Salon's territory pretty quickly. Chris Elliott just taking advantage of all the young boys, needing them, wanting them, taking them. No, Chris, although he, it is kind of weird at times. He is kidnapping the children. He kidnaps Josh Peck. I'm like, you're not too far from what actually happens in this movie now that we're getting into it. Do you remember the Josh Peck movie Mean Creek? <laughs> I, do, I do now. If you didn't just mention it, I would have gone the rest of my life never thinking about Mean Creek. I was going to make this into a sound drop the other day, but then I realized it didn't work. Is Mean Creek... You're all fucking lying, son of a bitch, Sam. All right? And I hope you fucking go to hell. Don't make things worse, George. Shut the fuck up, Millie, you fucking stupid chap. Shut the fuck up, Clyde, faggot. Ooh. It's like he, him as like a young chubby <laughs> dickhead, and like it's almost like the premise of the movie or the Larry Clark movie Bully, mm. but with younger kids. Bully, and like they, I think they kill him out on a boat or something. It's very River's Edge esque, also. Don't you, John? Where like yeah, a bunch of kids in the woods, someone dies, and they like all cover it up in a dumb, shitty kid like way. I would have told on everybody. A good tell. I'll tell. <laughs> An immediate tell. It's like, I already texted everyone. I already texted everyone's parents exactly what happened. I told... What's the worst trouble we ever got into when we were about that age, young men? Mm. I feel like we had a pretty good run. Yeah. I remember when Joey had a really big party and his parents found out they were pretty upset and vice versa with my parents a few always, times. It was always wild when you'd like get in trouble. Yes. It's like, ah... We're in trouble. I get in trouble for something dumb like every six hours from mm. the years 2001 to 2005 or whatever. It was not great. Ryan? I was in trouble a lot. <laughs> there was were, always something. You were a trouble starter. It was always the dumbest shit too. Like in the mm. high school, like I got in trouble for mimicking one of the mentally challenged kids. Mm. And then I got caught mimicking the mentally challenged kid again, like 18 months later. <laughs> and I had to come up with some cockamamie story as to how it wasn't me. And it's like, look, I have a condition that makes me do this once every 18 months. <laughs> I have like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker card that I hand to people that explains yeah. why I'm an asshole. Like, look, you're going to think that this is fucking silly. I got no that time the second time I got caught making fun of that kid doing the voice and the impression I remember the kid's name was Michael and that there was a friend of ours that's name was also Michael this friend of us codpiece he was a friend of ours yes he was a good fella take care of I called him from my cell phone in the hallway which was kind of unheard of like no one really used their cell phones in the in the school or whatever like I remember Mm. calling him and he answered because we were fucking assholes and I was like frantically over the phone like okay so listen they're gonna call you down to the office they're gonna say and then you got to tell them this impression it's me making fun of you you got to do this and then he did it and mm. then they knew that we were both lying and that we'd collaborated, but they had no way of proving it. And that was like the time, I'm going to admit this on air, I think the Statue of Limitations has run out. Uh, there was some pranks that, I won't even say what it was, but there were some really bad pranks that went down the night of the senior scavenger hunt, my senior year. Mm. It was me. Wow. Reveal? I want, you, I want you to know, Steve Mahoney, it was me. Wow. I like the ominous nature of this. This is good. Monty covered it up for me. They tried to shake him down and that fat pussy holding it in. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Monty staying strong. I thought he'd be in tears. 
but he made it. He toughed it out. He didn't throw me under the bus. I think you might fold on the questioning. <laughs> oh, that fella's bit. The gloves are off. I would fold under questioning. Fold, fold, fold. <laughs> I folded like a pizza. I, f- I have folds. Fuck you. Uh, so, can we talk about Curb Season 12? Curb Your Enthusiasm, that is? Yes. Although, ooh, I forgot, like, the the other Snow Day movies. Let oh, just, right, yeah, sorry. Let me just zip through these. So, Snow Day? After Snow Day, we watched Triple X 3. The Legend of Xander Cage. A movie that we saw in the theater and you begged to begged. walk out on, but the ending was... It was somewhat of a saw trap. Being yes. in Being in that movie without a choice of leaving or not. For years. <laughs> It's like almost as good, maybe better than a Fast and Furious film because it's more fun. Vin's like an extreme sports guy and he's like slightly more animated and fun than he is as Dom Toretto. What do you like about it? I forgot what a, how he really shines as Xander Cage. Mm. I feel like this is a psyop. You don't <laughs> actually believe any of the words coming out of your mouth. Boy. Uh, Rush hour stuff. Ep- and the Black Man's Radio Bar. Vin is great. He's one of the most compelling screen presences we have. After that, we watched Casino. Not all of it, but like a the a good chunk of the middle of Casino. Probably like two hours of Casino. Does the Fire Stick have like things airing at all times? Well, we get every channel, so sometimes you'll just channel surf now. Yeah, got it. And then it's fun to. I love catching something on TV. When you catch like something you really want to watch and it's like slightly near the beginning. Commercials? Even with commercials, it's like it's a lot more exciting than just putting something on. I, I don't mean, know why. I, I like love watching something no, I see that. as it airs. Especially if it's like maybe the beginning of Casino's not as good as the middle. So then you're just like right in the middle and you don't have to like, because if you put it on on the iTunes, you're not going to, I mean, I do this sometimes, but for the most part, you're not going to fast forward to a part you want. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be weird. It's way better just be like, oh, it's at this part. And you just, without even thinking about it, you're like, oh, I'm just cooking, watching Casino. That's just the concept of the Bill Simmons podcast, the rewatchables, that you can, movies as good as Casino, you can sort of take a seat at any point second of the movie and it's rewatchable from there and it's it's always gonna exist and be great yeah i love movies like that the movies like kundun <laughs> while we're talking about scorsese i liked it and uh fuck then after casino we watched the entirety of fever pitch what the jimmy fallon drew barrymore bean set rom-com from the farrelly brothers my eyelash just started twitching Anx with that is, reveal. Thanks, having you're gonna be even more twitchy after you hear that. For oh, yeah. once, it was not me crying at a movie. Dan but, cried at Fever Pitch. He did. Oh God! <laughs> at what? Like Jimmy Fallon learning how to throw a baseball? I don't even remember what happens in that movie. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's uh. All the Fenway stuff at the end, when they like, remember they like filmed it there and they made a whole thing of it? That was getting him. And mm. just like Fenway stuff. He wanted me to make this be known. Dan's that fans. much of a Massachusetts cliche that a, like a heartfelt montage about <laughs> Fenway Park brings him to tears. Literally, yes. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to say that the two of you need to invest in some passports this year and just travel the world. Hmm. Go see anywhere that's not here. And then maybe Fenway Park on a film made in 2006 won't bring you to tears. Fuck 2003, you. sorry. 
And then we watched the town. No, there was no town, although that would have been sick. Um, that is funny, though. Is Good it? for the show. Yes. Lucy and I watched the Ewan McGregor, Winnie the Pooh movie, Christopher Robin, the other day. And oh, did oh, you get into balls. that at all? Oh. I was hoping you would. I did not. But Maybe tonight. Yeah, I will watch that. You were charmed by this? It's legitimately great. It's a little like meandering given they do the kid story thing where they got to have like a beginning, a middle and an end. And like, it's very conducive to act structure and like it just hmm. kid movies are very formulaic in that sense. But so true. and Ewan <clears throat> McGregor kind of stinks in it, to be honest, but all the, the, the characters like Eeyore, Rue, Kanga, Tig, Tiglet. Oh boy. Hmm. Tigger is a dangerous uh, name to say. It is. is what I'm going to say. I don't want it in my phone. I don't want to autocorrect it. With my luck, it'll be going to the wrong guy, and it'll, you yeah. know, you bring, know what I'm talking about. Bring Hank down here to talk about Tigger. Nah, Tigger. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. In, He's a racist, everybody, and, and yes. Tigger sounds like something else. But yeah, you, you're a big poo head. I really am. I love him, and I find that it's I find him comforting as a character. Like he calms me down. He is very calm. I like his way of speaking. Yeah. Like, oh bother! Oh. And I like how he's like kind of an idiot. I find mm. that charming as hell. Is that one of his character? Traits? Yeah, he's dumb. Oh, that's cute. There was a scene uh. where they're they're sort of they're not being arrested, but they're being sort of shaken down or something by a cop. And Winnie <laughs> the Pooh, instead of saying the word officer, he calls the cop an orifice. Because he doesn't know how to say it right. He's like, well, thank you, Orifice. And then it's just little shit like that. It's like almost like Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys, but like for kids. Yeah. It's just adorable. And mm. Lucy thinks it's adorable. And she was like almost, she was almost in tears uh, during this. But I mean, she's a woman. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I love all the variations of Winnie. I like the the Disney animated one. I like this one's more of the British one, like kind of based off the book. You know how the characters look and sound slightly different? Mm. Uh, I like them all. Ooh. And the Blood and Honey movie, I find it to be <laughs> blasphemous because Winnie the Pooh is like a treasured, nice thing from my childhood. And I don't, I don't think that just because it's public domain, they should make shitty garbage about it. Mm. You said that Winnie... And Tigger get pulled over in this movie by cops. There's like a scene in the in when they're like going to fetch Christopher Robin from the city, like London or whatever, and there's a police officer involved. Oh, he's got a gun. <laughs> I can't <Please>. breathe. <laughs> the gritty crossover event <laughs> that people didn't know they needed. That uh that's just not something I would imagine happening in a Winnie the Pooh movie. That's funny. It works. Yeah. The cop isn't like, they didn't do like a, you know, like a, uh, what's his face? Who's that guy that's in jail? Derek C in France or? <laughs> I'm not resisting, I swear. Yours what is, is his better. name? I can't do this. Voice. I can't do my poo today either. I don't even remember mm. how to do it. Some of my impressions just disappear from my brain and if, like they just aren't there. A lot of mine are just based on how recently I heard yeah. it and that, that's a big part of it. My Winnie the Pooh, one of the first or second mm -hmm. times I ever did it, I thought was pretty good. That's and now it's kind of gone. It's like... I'm like, what if Winnie the Pooh and Will Smith maybe teamed up or something? How much about a movie a day? We'll just have to wonder. But um, Maybe I, next time I'll do that. That sounds fun. I'm going to sneak in real quick. I watched a movie that you reviewed last week, so I'll Ooh. be brief. But American Fiction? 
How fucking good was that? Which is up for several Academy Awards this year and some acting nods. You raved about it. I'm like, let me throw this thing on, see what's going on. Uh, I was like floored by this picture. I was sitting there watching it like the movies are back. I like movies again. This was said in Boston and Marshfield. Jeffrey Wright, who I think has been like annoying and in too much stuff as of late, like won me back. Yeah. I'm like, he's a worker. He's put him on the wall of kings. I was talking to a friend of the show, Pete Sestina, the other day about this because he, his production, the production company, his production company, I should say, was working on a, some sort of an ad campaign with Jeffrey, not to do with American fiction. And we started talking about the movie and like how he was so good in like, for example, Broken Flowers. And then in that capacity, that wry, just dry comedy Ooh. kind of thing. And then he went on ice for many years and did, Pete's uh, example was uh, Westworld. Like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. Westworld was just such a pile of shit. It was. And he wasted, what, five years doing that? There was how many seasons? Four. Yeah. Yeah. That probably took more than four years to film all in with waiting in between. And he didn't do a lot else that mattered. That show like cost a fortune and had a was famous like they were gonna do five seasons and they canceled right. it after the fourth season which I just think is so funny and insane. I wonder how much of it they'd actually worked on already. There's a lot of cancellations that happen when they've already filmed the whole thing. Mm. There's no way that it just was this seamless easy transition. But either way, Jeffrey Wright crushed it in American Fiction. Like, yeah. He's so funny. Like it was the whole <clears throat> time. It was uh, just like consistently funny. And, and meta, not in an annoying way, like a lot of stuff can be as of late. It was just like so smart and funny. I was like just staring at the screen in disbelief. Uh, the, the scene with Sterling K. Brown on the phone with him and Sterling K. Brown says, I've taken a lover, had me in stitches. He was great. He, he was like a real. Is he up for supporting? I don't think so. Or why? maybe he is. He should if he be. Isn't, if he isn't, why isn't he? Everyone in it, I was just like, fuck, they're just nailing this movie. And like, it kept like, more kept happening. There was like, all the way till the end, there were like more and more twists. I was like, fuck, it just got like more clever and like better. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but the way that they do the ending is like a hat on a hat almost of like an independent film. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, they got me. Yes. Dan had a good analogy. He was like, oh, they're doing like the Wayne's World thing, but in a smart, uh, fun... It just, it's just great. Also, Dan described it as a black adaptation, which I thought was good. And an apt, slight meets. Black adaptation meets like... Don't say pitch. The bean. But, yeah, there was a, a really long scene that took place on a beach in Marshfield... I was like, situate I that one. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know exactly where that is. I've been there like so many times. I'm really wowed when there's a scene in a movie at a location that I've been. Mm. <laughs> it's it, fun when you catch a scene in a movie that you didn't realize was going to like, I didn't have any clue that this was filmed anywhere around here. Yeah. And it's not just around here. It's Brookline, which is 10 minutes from my house here. And then situate, which is 10 minutes from my house growing up. So it was kind of a fun I couldn't recognize anywhere they were in Brookline, but yeah. actually there's one point, point, it's Coolidge Corner, that's clear. But other than that... I love when you watch a movie that's up for a bunch of Oscars, and you're like, fuck, I love this. This is great. Like, the Oscars are right. I'm right. Like, we're all brilliant. It's this even better great. when you get to throw in the fact that it's a black film, mm. and there's that on top of it. It's yeah. like, see, and I can recommend this to people and sound woke and classy and yes. smart like, and mm. in the moment. 
Like, yes, American fiction. Yes, it does star Sterling K. Brown and Jeffrey Wright. Yes, I do think they should win the Oscar. Issa Rae was terrific. <laughs> she's a true delight. Yes, she did not bother me at all. I don't think she's in too much stuff in the slightest. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. I did. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I don't do that anymore. I'm Ooh. quitting that. That's part of my New Year's resolution is Ooh. no more fake reviews. Okay. Whether positive or negative. I love All it. real takes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, yeah, this is like, it won't win Oscars, but should, as I mm. think you said last week on the program. Wow. I can't recommend it enough. It's on, you know, all the streamers now. On demand. Your iTunes is... Your Fandango Nows. We probably have a few Fandango Now heads out there. I almost just spit out my drink. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Is that it is. a streaming service? Is it a, like an AMC Stubbs? What is it? It's like iTunes, but just through Fandango for some reason. That sucks. Yeah. Do you get a digital library on the Fandango website? <laughs> yes. I actually have it because <laughs> of... <laughs> I'm sure you do, pal. For, uh, we don't need to get into why it's free trial kid related nonsense. I would love to go through your credit card statement and, or just not even your credit card statement, just like what, cause none of them are actually hitting your credit card, but just all the like, I guess your email with those 6,900 unread emails, see all the little like scams you have going like Sirius XM, Fandango now, like you're watching stuff on, on mediums I've never even heard of cause you mm. figured out a workaround. The free trial kid is wanted. Hysterical. Countries. Go to the dump. And what else? That might be all that I watched. I never said that. I wonder what Parsons has been watching outside the Chicago verse. The cleared out room is 75 to 85% cleared out. Shit. Um, what else did I watch? I watched that new Taylor Tomlinson special on Netflix. It was just okay. Hi. She's funny. I like her. I also She's didn't realize funny. she was 10 years younger than us. Like she's yes. joking about how she just turned 30. And in my head, when I hear someone just turned 30, they seem like an infant to mm. me. I'm that's, like, oh. That's like everyone at all these shows that I go to. I'm right. like, I'm 8,000 years old. That's the running joke that you're the old guy. Uh, yeah. Sucks, doesn't it? I'm going to start showing up with a walker to these shows. Most of those guys are all in their late 20s? Not most. Like, There's a good amount of them that are, you know... Like my age or like 35-ish, mm. that kind of region. But yeah, I, there's a lot of, especially like the, the hip new upstarts. There's a lot of like really young kids who are like fresh on, like some of them opened for uh, Tim Dillon at the Wilbur the other oh, night. Oh, cool. And uh, stuff like that. And yeah. How do you, yeah. like? do you perform for crowds of young people, like early 20-somethings? Yes. Is that hard? Some, sometimes. Not always. I don't have a ton of stuff that's like too specific. But there are sometimes where I'm referencing something and I'm like, I don't think anyone knows what that is. Um, I would venture to guess it's harder to make those people laugh too. Mm. They're a strange generation of people, Gen Z. Yeah. But then you can get a laugh being like, does no one understand this reference or is that just not funny? <laughs> Something right. like that. We'll spin it. Interesting. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I always think about my, I always try to think about like, can I be funny without being gross? Can I be funny without cursing? Can I be funny without inside jokes? 
Mm. And then I start to think of, um, I've always sort of identified as someone who people get a kick out of. And then I start thinking like, am I that guy? If I have to like remove these cheat codes or these, like if I handicap myself with, I have to be like when I'm working with a new client, for example, and I always try to weave a little bit of humor into the sessions. Humor. Some of my newer, older clients are really not seeing that the side of me that we're on the air right now, like this goofy, irreverent, like gross. Like I wouldn't do that with a 74 year old woman. So it's like, mm. I'm trying not to say the F word. I'm, it's just like a whole different version of me. Like I roll my, sometimes they have the brand new ones, I'll roll my sleeves down so I don't have tattoos showing. Like it's just a different me entirely. Yeah. It's fun to like frame it as like, oh, this is like a test or to see if I can like yeah. operate in this realm at this speed or whatever it's like hanging out with children yeah where you just shouldn't swear yeah, and you like, certainly shouldn't talk about gross stuff yeah, you need to have different like modes it's like okay i'm in kid mode now yeah and like i'm doing and saying you know <laughs> my kid mode's pretty good but yeah. i do curse a lot and i do like I'll, when i'm with Caden, my sister she'll correct me she'll catch me on this like yeah and that's not what you said like and i'm like oh mm. all right darn it like Uncle Rai Rai, we don't say. Well, because at certain ages, I think from like really like two to ten, they'll just repeat everything you ever say, uh, and they don't forget a goddamn thing. They love a good repeat, yeah. and they love when like you say something weird, and then like you try to change the subject. They're like they really dial in. They're like, wait, what was that? Like no, so- something no. happened that you don't want me to know, and I need to know now. Kid stuff. I want to be new. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, is dope. You mentioned, you teased early in the program, the <clears throat> Vanderpump Rules season. I'm not normally like this. I did. I don't know if you had more to say on it. No, but. I do, and I always do. Lucy and I are loving it. Mm. For those that don't know or those that haven't dialed in yet, this is season 11 of the hit Bravo show, Vanderpump Rules, and it is the best reality show, and re- this season of it is outstanding. Mm. It's a show that began... I guess you could call it a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills spinoff because it's Lisa Vanderpump who started these this group of restaurants in Beverly Hills in the L.A. area, and she was a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. Hi. And it's just so fucking great. And the the main drama of last season and this season, I guess mostly the between season time is this the one of the main characters Tom Sandoval cheated on his basically. Like common law wife at the point of them having been together for seven or eight years and living together in a house they own. Mm. He cheated on her with one of the other cast members who at one point had dated another cast member. <gasps> so it was super scandalous and they called it Scandaval, like his mm. last name, Sandoval into Scandal. Fun. And I got to be honest with you, for those listening that are Vanderpump people, which is probably nobody, I'm going to say, why don't we give Tom Sandoval a break? Because wow. he cheated on a girl that wasn't even his wife who didn't even mm-hmm. like him all that much, if you had to ask me. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly like on the verge of killing himself over it. He, he oh, alluded Lord. to it in the last episode. It's getting heavy. <laughs> so if he actually kills himself, I don't think I'll ever shut my TV off again. We'll put it that way. This guy sounds cool. I wish I was on a reality show being like, if everyone doesn't stop making fun of me, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> you fucking dickheads. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that was like, Keep beeping at me, I'll, and I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to get it for my car. That's good. It's very funny. It's like a beautiful bumper sticker. Um, I put that uh, Sum 41 sticker you gave me on my car, by the way. That made me laugh really loud when I saw that photo. 
I get a kick. I keep forgetting it's on there, but every time it catches my eye, I get a laugh imagining someone <laughs> behind me in traffic just being like, this fucking asshole is a Sum 41 sticker, and that's it? They, like, you have what? like the like uh, Planet Jeep and then Sum 41 <laughs> directly above it. Nah, 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 wah, 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 wah. I feel like Sum 41's due for a new album. Guess what? It just came out and it's fucking damn near cutless. Uh, that makes... It doesn't... They don't have the stuff anymore. I can see that. For those that don't remember, I'm saying that a lot today. I found a new, cl- a new crutch, guys. Yes. Their top song of all time... I, my favorite one is probably, it's hard to say. Mm. No reason. That was like the one that when we saw them live, this was their top, their hit. And that one's good. Adding, is that the one that's in American Pie 2? Is it they race to the summer house? No, this isn't it. This is a cut. I mean, they got some great albums. Chuck, I'm a big fan of. And All Killer, No Filler. But they like a lot of bands. I think they just went for too long. They don't. They don't have the stuff no more. This is probably American on their Pie, new right? album, which always makes me wonder. I'm like, do bands just fade like this, or am I like the old guy who just like it's, they don't have it? I'm gonna continue blaming everyone else instead of myself. Yeah, but, it can't be our fault. But at least I'm wondering. At least, uh, at least there's that. But, I mean, this guy used to date Avril Lavigne, and I always thought that was pretty cool. I think they were even married for a period. That sounds right, yeah. She's a babe, and she uh, has a hell of a discography. I'd drink her urine. Fucking. Huh? Fuckin nice big glass bowl. Fucking. Fuck it. My favorite thing on the, on the group text is talking about the glass bowl of urine porn, and Jack gets all uncomfortable. I'm like, how often is that happening? I don't even remember seeing this. You're, you've been busy lately. You're missing a lot of the hot stuff. Glass bowl. Like, I found like some video of a woman with a glass bowl full of pee, and she's drinking it. And I started <laughs> oh. sending it to the text, and Cod and I were laughing about it, and Jack gets all grossed out. And Jack, he'll like send a bunch of pictures of like vintage porn covers. I've, I sent a picture of a penis the other day and it didn't bother him, but the woman drinking urine, that's over the line. He's sending pictures of like a magazine called Rump. <laughs> like with dude butts all over it. I love opening my phone and it's a bunch of men's asses from the 70s. <laughs> I don't even care if someone sees it. There, it is. I am who I am. Deal with it. An issue of Rump. Also, yeah, he's sending the cover of Big Tit Milf Mafia. <laughs> I gotta say, it might be his best bet in best bit in years. I did have a laugh at. Uh, he sent big tit milf mafia. Then <laughs> he wrote, "I'm in deep. Someone stop me." And then, right after it, seemingly within the same mini minute, he wrote, "Oh, another mass shooting in Colorado Springs. Two dead." So he goes, he goes from sending vintage porn covers to talking about a mass shooting, just so gracefully. You'd uh, you'd be wowed. Flan, are you still listening? Do you remember the days when a mass shooting like of a Columbine nature was like wildly shocking? And now pretty much every other day you hear about one? I mean... My, what's the solution, folks? I don't know, but I think we might figure it out. Do you feel like if they, or the, well, they being the whole world, listen to the program that they might kind of chill out and not want to shoot each other so much? Could be, right? I mean, sounds legit. Mm. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, I watch a, a lot of movies. 
Who's that? Cruise. Ooh, the movies. How much about a movie a day? I love to imagine him and Tarantino trying to hammer out his role. Do you think it's just like a like a spinoff of Valkyrie and like he kills all the Nazis <laughs> and you get to see their feet? I mean, that sounds kind of sick. Right? I like Valkyrie. I feel like that's a movie that if you like look it up on Letterboxd, everyone will be like, this fucking sucks. What do you like about it? It's a good movie. What for, do you like about it? For a movie where you know the ending, you know, that uh, it's all about them trying to kill Hitler and you know that it doesn't happen in that way going into the movie. I feel like they get a lot of good stuff out of it despite that. I feel like Hitler gets like a really bad rap. Like people misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I've been feeling that too. You ever feel like that? You know, like he was misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's got to chill. Nah. I'm not doing that. But yeah, it's like Zodiac where, you know, they never find mm. out the killer, but it's still a great movie that has a satisfying conclusion despite that. I love Zodiac. That's mm. a goo one. Great movie. Did we see that in the theaters we at did. Patriot Cinemas? You mean Sean is. Patrick Parsons? Sean Remember, was with us? That's awesome. Remember, like it was yesterday. <laughs> this is Mrs. Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Forgot you had that one. Go, Jason, go. I like the Friday the 13th movies. Jack, catch this mattress, buddy. <laughs> I forgot how many drops you have. I just, there was a period of about two weeks where I just kept requesting all of the greatest hits from him, and he would send them as audio files, and here they are. We're in the Chicago verse. I could wear short year round. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite, might be my favorite one. And he can, because he's a fat so. Shit. No, we are fat together. It's true, we are fat together. We're fat together. We need, I always forget to bring it up, the, we need one of Dr. Evil going, Scott, I think that'd be a fun drop. That could be used literally almost at any point, and I think it'd be funny. I, I was going to say, that's, I'll put it, I have a list. Mm. If, I'll open up the list, and I can tell you a couple of the ones that I haven't done, and you can tell me if you like it or not. I mean. The I, cruise ones weren't a big hit, I guess, but that's okay. I'd also appreciate the... Dr. Frau Farbissna saying Scott. Frau saying Scott. Her yelling Scott, I think, yep. would be strong. Got it. Um, let's see. Basically anything from Austin Powers, I think, mm-hmm. would really hit the spot. I tried to find the Dante from Clerk saying, oh, my God, I feel so <laughs> nauseous. And there was like not a – unfortunately, I'd have to put the movie on to get a clean one because a lot of times they are – you can hear shit in the background or it's a bad recording. Mm. I wanted to get some of the sounds from Whiplash, like are you rushing or dragging? Strong. Uh, Randy, don't eat that. Hmm. Anything from Jerry Maguire. I wrote John Depp. I don't know what that means. Hello, like, Brother just Maguire. Johnny Depp saying stuff. Hello. Um, yes. yes, hello. Obama phone. Uh, Who the fuck just said sugar gay? Was that, one of them. That's good. Uh, that would be funny. Mark McGrath, friend of the show. Yes, hello. I can't believe Mark McGrath isn't on the Wall of Kings. Um, Sean was in a band called Eat Sugar hmm. Ray. He's fat. <laughs> Get it? You fat bastard. Do I sound tired? <laughs> Just like throwing out duds. Um, is that it? Is that enough? I feel like that might be enough. I feel like fun was had. Mm. The Parsons Corner. Well, the jerks start called. They're running out of you. We had a lot of corners. I'm probably going to see Madam Web at some point because I haven't been to the movies in like 9,000 years. What is the title of this week's episode? Snow Day? Uh, yeah, I like that. All right.
or a fucking episode fucking uh, I'm sorry you're saying something what fucking what <laughs> um, folks follow us on all the things Twitter Instagram you know where they are I'm on everything at skip season wow uh, listen to the South Shore Boys. Follow on YouTube. Right, where can the fans find you this week? Um, Ankfit.com. I'm open to new trainers, and I'm open to new clients for my new trainers. So mm. put the ear to the, the streets. What? You know, put the ear to the streets. That's a thing people say. And then we'll see you next week uh, for episode 245. That feels symbolic for some reason. Ooh. Probably because Sean is 245 pounds overweight. You son of a bitch bastard. Ah. Are we, we're starting to build towards our 250th episode spectacular. I think for the 250th episode, we should do something special. And then for the Ooh. 300th episode, we should do something even more special. Okay, I like special things. Like Folks. we do the whole podcast as one of the characters. Okay. Like the Fuggin' Guy and Will Smith. Fuggin'. <laughs> Six minutes in, I'm like, fucking, I don't think I can fucking, <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I don't think I could do Will Smith for an hour plus. Wow. Like, here I still am. That's what he said. That's it. <laughs> All right, so have a good one, everybody. Folks, thanks for listening. Have a goo. And bye.